Hello, good afternoon. Welcome to uh, Burden of Proof Radio Reverb 97.2, Brighton's best, brightest community radio station. Today, uh, joined by a special guest, Jason Porter. Say hello, Jason. Hello. Hello, indeed. Uh, J- Jason's someone who I've been uh, trying to get on the radio for a little while, actually. So uh, he's, he's up to now managed to avoid it. But what, what's, your, uh, what, what's the reason that you're here today? Uh, to be honest... I didn't go out and drink loads last night. So, oh, I see. Uh, right. Okay. So, so you thought I've got a clear head, so uh, so why not? Yes. Good. Well, uh, we've uh, I've got lots of uh, things to go through on the show today, but I thought we'd start with a song which has been stuck in my head uh, all week actually, and it's uh, hopefully it'll work. It's uh, "Loneliness of a Tower Crane Driver" by Elbow.
played that jingle is because uh jason is uh, is the man who made that particular jingle and uh and then i lost it very unfortunately uh very soon afterwards but hopefully he might let me keep this cd uh that has the jingle on it as well oh, so uh i did let you keep the other one reese but um you, yeah no you let me keep the other one and i lost it and I'm, I'm hoping that you will have trust in me that i won't lose it this one it this wasn't time. on purpose was it no it wasn't on purpose it's never no one loses anything on purpose do they <laughs> i mean come on um yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's that's the first jingle. You played, you, you made another one as well. Well, to... when I made that one, um, I was talking to Colin afterwards in the pub. Ah, uh, uh, Colin. And he said uh, he wasn't too happy because your name came first. Yeah. Well, that's a typical Colin response to this sort of thing. So I thought um, I'd better make him one. Uh, okay. Shall we hear it? Yeah, we can put it on. So you, this is this is this is jingle number two made by Jason Porter. It's the re- Colin show. <laughs> I see. There's just some uh, some meat cleaver style editing going on. Yeah. yeah. 
I'm not. I'm not going to make a whole new one. No, no. I'll just. Uh, I'll, I'll just butcher the original one <laughs> in order to somehow please him. I, I realised when uh, when I when as soon as the loneliness of a tower crane driver came on that it wasn't the song that's been in my head for the last week, uh, and the one that I, um, I I mistook it for was one day like this. So maybe I'll play that later because that's nice and cheerful. Um, but we've had a bit of a mellow start to today, but that's okay. We're getting into autumn. It's getting a little bit chilly. Last weekend was the last weekend of hotness. Although I overheard a rather inebriated man telling another rather inebriated man uh, on the way in, on the vibrant St. James's Street, that next week will also be hot. So fingers crossed for that. <laughs> I've heard the opposite. I think it, somebody said it's going to snow this month. Really? Yeah. That would be, well, that would that would be breaking all kinds of records, wouldn't it? Hmm. 30 degrees and snow in the same month. Um, well, well, I, I quite like a bit of snow. I mean, it's a bit of a pain because I have to sort of drive to work in the morning and I could end up being late and stuff but then there is also the, the, the possibility that you know school might be cancelled in which case happy days um so there we go I, the part of the reason i wanted to bring you on actually because um because recently there's been a spate of uh of dinosaur documentaries and i know that it's a, a subject that's incredibly close to jason's heart why is it so close to your heart jason uh, i used to work in a dinosaur museum okay which one uh it's closed down now unfortunately it, it was on the Isle of Wight, I used to live on the Isle of Wight. All right. Um, in Bryston, it's the Dinosaur Farm Museum. Okay. Um, is Bryston uh, a hotbed of dinosaur activity? It is actually the whole the whole of that area of the Isle of Wight. It's the um, the south uh, southwest coast. Is uh, it's just falling away into the sea. Okay. And uh, every time it does, uh, the rocks are just the right age. A little part of you dies. Uh, a little part <laughs> of you dies, and a little dinosaur falls out of the. Cliff. Oh no! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it um, can't swim either. Uh, no, no, but um. So, the, so what happened in the dinosaur meet? What was your role? Were you a tour guide? I was a tour guide, yeah. So I had to take people around, uh, sh- tell them about the fossils. Um, but it was more sort of entertaining people because it, it's quite a dry subject. Dry and dusty, I would dry say. Dry and dusty, <laughs> yeah. yes. Uh, so... Yeah, so how did you enter- how did you entertain a group of uh, did you have did you have tourists coming from far and wide? You know. We did, yeah. People came from uh, somebody came from america because they'd heard about our <laughs> fossils well it's quite far away but we um i think we actually did a fossil exchange where they gave us a dinosaur footprint and we gave them one. Oh right um, what was the dinosaur footprint that you gave them how prob- can you give them a footprint well oh, is that sort of plaster of paris style it's um so the way it works is a dinosaur comes along it makes its imprint in the yeah. sand or whatever it is yeah i know it, i know how a footprint works. yeah yeah and then um <laughs> the, the the reason it lasts for so long so they're, they're 120 130 million years old something right. like that okay. um so if there's uh, like a landslide or, or a, a mudslide something like that it fills in the footprint and then you get two different kind of kinds of uh, rock one on top of the other so they've got the sand which has got the footprint in oh right and then you've got the infill on top okay so that's how the footprint's Remain. Right. Yeah, that's okay. it. And we we tend to get um, casts okay. on the Isle of Wight. Um, I should probably say now I'm in, I'm in no way a fossil expert. It was <laughs> it was a, a summer job and it was good fun. But, um, uh, that's that's my understanding of how it works. So okay. We used to get these casts. All right. Um, You're more of an expert than than anyone else in the room. I suppose so. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. So how did you enter, how did you entertain how did you entertain the the, the people that came over? Uh, we had various. Did you dress up as a big dinosaur? No, there was no no dressing up. There oh. were various props that we'd have to just to sort of explain the process of fossilization. Okay. Like we had a, a cow bone, and you you can see the inside of the bone. Okay. And if you get a fossil a bit of uh, dinosaur, uh, a dinosaur bone, you can see that the structure on the inside is exactly the same. So you get all the um, 
the marrow, I suppose, inside. Okay. Right. Uh, and that's preserved inside the dinosaur bones that you show people that. And we had little toys that you show the kids. Yeah. Like uh, just waving my arms around as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, gesticulation always works yeah, on the radio, I exactly, find. Exactly, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, what, I mean, the thing is, that I, I had a, an, another irregular guest of mine, Sam uh, Quick, on the show about three weeks ago or something. And, uh, and I know I was talking about how that Planet Dinosaur program was rubbish. And I hate all those kind of like uh, dinosaur programs in which they're kind of almost pretending like they're still alive. And it's just it's just really poor CGI. And and I was thinking that actually, you know, the Jurassic Park special effects were, were far in advance of of this CGI stuff. And that was back in 1993. Yep. So I'm just wondering if these new dinosaurs are just are just nonsense or whether they actually would have existed or whether there's any way. Of, of knowing either way whether it's true or not well this is the thing because because they are so old um it's it's impossible to, to tell things like what color they are they yeah they, they reckon now they could have been red and it, pink yeah they, you just don't know but yeah. there, there are some fossils where they think they can extract the pigment from uh skin tissue that's fossilized oh right um and feathers as well yeah you can uh, do something clever with the chemistry and you can find out what color they might might, might have been might have been but um but i guess we're just saying they're a lizard you know a crocodile's a lizard he's green so um so we're just going to make them green. Yeah, yeah, mm, that enough. sort of thing. It'd be, I think it would be more scary if they were bright red. Well, yeah, you, the reason they do that is they, they think you can sort of extrapolate, you can look at lizards now like, and then you can sort of say, well, it has to have been uh, camouflaged. Yeah. But then you don't know what colour the, the plants were. The plants were. were. Exactly. That's very true. <laughs> and, uh, but you have to remember, um, paleontology is, is quite a young science. It's only, um, I think it's around about 200 years old, something like that. Oh, right, okay. And you, if you think about everything else, physics and... Uh, biology has been going on for, for thousands of years. Yeah. So, um, but do you think that any of these? What, what, I mean, why now? Why is there just loads of dinosaur programs on now? I, th- I think um, it's because there've been a lot, a lot of discoveries recently. Yeah. Um, on the Isle of Wight. Um, there's always <laughs> discoveries on the Isle of Wight. <laughs> what um, dinosaurs do we have on the Isle of Wight? Iguanodon. Iguanodon. Is that the one with the, which is the one with the two thumbs? That's it. Iguanodon is the one with the, the two thumbs. The, the <laughs> He's having a good time here, Iguanodon. That's it. Is that the same one as the, the one that had the, the, the flat metal sort of skull metal for a ram? Not, not metal. No, I don't know why I'm thinking that. That's Pachycephalosaurus. Pachycephalosaurus. Yes. Right. Okay. And what's the name of that massive bird one? Quetzalcoatl or something? Quetzalcoatlus. Quetzalcoatlus. How big were they? Uh, almost as big as a light aircraft. Really? Yeah. Goodness me. Mm. Well, there you go. Dinosaur chat on, uh, on <laughs> Burden of Proof. Radio Reverb 97.2. Feel free to email in with any dinosaur facts or uh, questions for our, our resident dinosaur expert, Jason. Uh, studio at RadioReverb.com with Burden of Proof in the subject title. And, uh, and we're going to continue with a little bit of music. And it's MGMT, or management, if you prefer, and uh, Weekend Wars.
Virginia I had a year in New York City under my belt We met in a dream when we were both 19 I remember where we were standing I remember how it felt Two little girls growing out of their training bras This little girl breaks furniture This little girl breaks laws Two girls together, just a little less alone This little girl, correct me, we, we all love Two Little Girls by Annie DeFranco and it's, uh, it's a bit a bit new to me really I don't, I don't really know that much about Annie DeFranco but it was a choice of Jason's uh, what is the rest of her stuff similar that, to that sort of uh, slightly manic style I quite like it um, yeah it's all acoustic sort of stuff yeah She's, um, um, I've always been a big fan I had I was under the impression that everybody knew who Annie DeFranco was but um, yeah I've heard the name but um, not actually listened to anything apart from Two Little Girls just she, now <laughs> <laughs> she um, she's started her own record label I think called Righteous Babe Records okay and uh, 
well, you can tell by the name, it's it's all that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's um, a sort of anti-establishment, uh, you know. Girl power. That's it, yeah. The Spice Girls on the label. Le- uh, no, le- less of that. <laughs> did, did she ask them to be on the label? I don't think so, no. <laughs> <laughs> I really like your sound. Um, uh, this, uh, this, this week, these last two weeks, have seen the incredibly quick uh, erection of the wheel in uh, just off St. James's Street by the pier. And I, it just makes me think, like, things that are normally around to stay take quite a long time. To, do you know what I mean? Like, mm. take quite a long time to, to put up, you know, the the fair that comes around at the level, like, what's, it's what seems like once every two weeks, uh, you know, is, is, is up in a flash and gone in a flash sort of thing. And this what this wheel seems to have seems to have gone up so quickly that it makes me think how 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 long is the the lifespan of this wheel going to be and why do it now when it's about to start being horribly rainy and really windy i was driving past it the other day and the little pods were like shaking in the wind and i'm like who's gonna go on that but uh yeah i just thought do you know anything about it well i read that it's been shipped over from germany i think um, I'm terrible at remembering facts, so I might have got that completely wrong. But I'm sure it's been shipped over from somewhere. It's temporary. It's supposed to be here for something like five years, and um, it's going to be there for five years. Yeah, something like that. Oh, really? So, yeah. Oh, that's um, semi-permanent then. Well, yeah, but somebody else was saying that the London Eye, yeah, was also supposed to be semi-permanent. Oh, right. Which I can't believe because that thing's huge. But that's only been up for how long? About five years. Ten years now. Ten years. Something like that. Goodness yeah. me! Oh, it's Millennium Eye, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's it, yeah. There you go. Um, when's it going to be open? This uh, this bright eye. No, is idea. that what it's called as well? The bright eye. I don't know. Hmm. I, don't, I think they just call it the wheel. <laughs> the wheel on the seafront. Uh, we've <laughs> we've had an email from uh, from a Claire uh, in Brighton. Oh, really? He says uh, I have a dinosaur-related question for Jason. Hi, Jason. Uh, if Hi, you could Claire. wake up next to any dinosaur of your choice, which would it be and why? Um. That is a very good question. <laughs> I don't know if you'd want to wake up next to a dinosaur. Isn't there any sort of fluffy ones that you could sort of have, like cuddle up to? Well, they're all... Um, Fairly scaly. Yeah, or feathery. Well, you have so, to make a choice. Uh, we, I mean, we've, I very rarely get an email. Right. <laughs> I'm not going to ignore it. I'll go for an Allosaurus. An Allosaurus, yeah. okay. Why is that? A uh, big meat eater. Big meat eater. It's my kind of dinosaur. Okay, you think that you think an Allosaurus would cook you a nice breakfast? Yeah. <laughs> Three sausages. I, I'd, I think I'd want to wake up next to the guy with the thumbs up. Iguanodon. Yeah, because yeah. it'd be cheerful. <laughs> uh, the most successful dinosaur as well. They're, you find them on uh, every continent. Iguanodons. Yeah, except for Antarctica. Well, it's probably a bit chilly for that. Well, sort of stuff. But at the time, remember, were there dinosaurs on, on Antarctica? Um, at the time, it was all uh, together, wasn't it? It's Pangaea. Pangaea. So it's yeah. all moved about since then. But there's actually, I mean, the North Pole's just ice, isn't it? Whereas the Antarctica is actually land underneath the ice. Yeah, I might have got right? that ro- the wrong way around then. I might be meaning the Ar- Arctic. The Arctic. Yeah. No, the An- Antarctica is, is, is where the, the land would have gone down to, because Antarctica is on the bottom, isn't it? Yes. And it's the continent. So there must be land underneath it, yes. covered in ice. Whereas the North Pole is just a sheet of ice. As far as my understanding of it. I thought it was the other way around. Well, well, we've reached an impasse. <laughs> <laughs> so you would wake up next to an Allosaurus. I think maybe if it's a really big dinosaur, you could kind of wake up to it next to it, and it wouldn't. You know, it might not notice you, yeah. and you could sort of like sneak out of bed hmm. and um, just arrange like a pile of clothes where you were, and it would just think that you were sleeping until you were long gone. Yeah, yeah. I've just remembered um, when I first watched Jurassic Park. I was 
I was so frightened that, that <laughs> film. Was, was that nineteen ninety three? It came out. Ninety three. Yeah. yeah, I went to see it at the cinema with the, my dad and my sister. Yeah. Uh, I, fantastic. I think yeah. If I woke up next to a dinosaur, it would be ten times worse than that. Even now. Yeah. Uh, as a be old man. <laughs> <laughs> well, wake up next to a chicken. That's, uh, that's the closest relative, isn't it? Oh, that's what they say. Yeah. That's what they say. Do you not agree with that? Um. Well, there's no way to to ever know. No. But. I think they they looked at the mitochondrial DNA or something like that, and yeah. they say that yeah, chicken is the closest, and yeah, I'm willing to believe that. Okay, so you could wake up next to a chicken and be happy. Yeah, there you be... go, there you go, Clay. <laughs> wake up, he wake up next to a chicken. <laughs> There's the answer to your question. Please do keep emailing in, good people of Brighton. Thank you very much. Uh, we're going to continue with uh, a little bit of music, and it's uh, I'm kind of on a, on a crusade to revive the darkness uh, from the Permission to Land album. Um, because uh, they were a great band. Good choice. Great band back in 2003. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I played Love Is Only A Feeling, which is probably still probably still my favourite one. Um, but this this one is is really good as well. It's uh, growing on me, and uh, it's from the album Permission To Land. I'm a big fan. Big fan. Yeah. 
Somebody told me it's one of those albums, uh, Hot Fuss, where um, where number one, two, three, and four are all songs that I've heard of because they were their singles, and then uh, five to eleven, uh, don't never heard any of them. So they just sort of, you know, it's, it must be funny when you're writing an album and you're thinking, you know, these guys, these these songs are, are killers. That one that was a bit of a filler. So you know, do you just do the, what these guys have done, and, and you're all done and spent by song number four? Or do you kind of think, you know, oh, we'll put we'll put a hit of ours, what's going to be a hit on number one, and then maybe number four, and then number eight, to kind of space them out a bit, to kind of make you listen to to all of them. Well, maybe they thought, oh, number eight's really good. Yeah, We'll probably. finish with 11, because that's... Because that's, that's a classic. Yeah. But no one's... Uh, yeah, but I've never heard of it. No, um, I don't listen to the Killers. No. Sorry. That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it sits, <laughs> it sits in my house until... Until Colin is away, and because uh, Colin normally brings all the all the music you see for our show, we've normally got some background music going on, but uh, haven't got it today. Uh, I uh, I was sat watching the, um, I was trying to tr- really trying hard to watch the rugby this morning, but I don't understand the rules, and I don't find it a very interesting sport to be honest. 
not. You're not a fan. No. No. And you're a football. You're not a football fan, are you? No, not football either. No. Just not a team player, I suppose. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, the, the World Cup. Obviously, England are, are now out. I'm afraid. Um, I know. Sorry uh, for spoiling that for you, but uh, we're no longer in the rugby, rugby World Cup. But Wales are still in, I think. But there we go. Uh, I, yeah, I've tried on numerous occasions. My dad's a massive fan of rugby, uh, and uh, and uh, he's probably been up since seven o'clock this morning watching the Wales because he's actually Welsh um, match, uh, which they won, so he'll be happy. But um, yeah, just never never really got into it. Mm, I think my mum's quite a big fan of rugby. Oh, really? For some reason. Yeah. I think yeah. If it's on, she'll watch it. Yeah, like the golf or something. Yeah, well, there's nothing she... else on. You're doing the ironing. Yeah, she likes. Um... Does she like the men in shorts? Maybe it is that. She likes uh, ice hockey. She lives in the Isle of Wight. She supports her local team every week, I think. Isle of Wight's got an ice hockey team. Yep, the Isle of Wight Raiders. (laughs) Uh, Who do they play against? Just Uh, other Isle of Wight teams? No, no, no. There's um, there's a league, I think. Is there? Do Brighton have one? No, I don't think so, because we don't don't have an ice rink, do we? So. No, we don't, do we? No, I think we did. We did have at one point. Yes. Which was up by the um, the sort of Dyke Road. Yeah. Somewhere around there. Well, there was some talk of bringing it back. Oh, but um, amazing. Yeah, that would be really good, wouldn't it? Yeah, Maybe I'd we go. Should, we should start the crusade. Start a petition, yeah. I think uh, all, the... in, all in favour, say, I skate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see the um, uh, last year, when uh, last winter, Yeah. when they decked out the whole of the front of the... Um... Yeah, I saw it. I never went on it, though. What were we talking about? The, the pavilion? Uh, yeah, the pavilion. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, I thought that was really good. I managed to get... Um, you went, didn't you? Yeah, for the opening. Yeah. It's really, really good. Is it expensive? Is it like a five? It was a, about a tenner, I think. Really? Yeah. Goodness me. Well, it was well worth it. It was good fun. Mm. Well, I might try that. I might try that. I mean, uh, uh, Laura's a, a massive ice skating phobe. Really? Because uh, she thinks that she's going to fall over and someone's going to chop all her fingers off. The best thing to do is just... <laughs> Does that ever happen? Um, no. No. Maybe she should just sort of just, um, like, get some tough plastic bowls and just put them over her hands yeah and then like gaffer tape them on and then even if she does fall over she won't you know the trick is just make a fist because then you're not going to lose anything that way no yeah but then you'll end up sort of punching the the ice yeah i mean obviously you want to stop yourself oh, you, right. you don't want to punch the ice so splay to stop and then immediately immediately clench maybe not splay maybe you could turn as you're falling and land well, on, a, on a land on a shoulder, on a shoulder. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah i used to ice skate when i was very young in for the for the Isle of Wight Raiders. No, I actually went the other way. I did figure skating for a little. Did while. you? <laughs> wow. Yeah. That is an insight. I did some grades and then. Um, figure skating grades. Yeah, yeah. What 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 can you do? Can you do a triple axel? No, nothing like what that. What are the what are the what are the what are the impressive moves in a figure skating routine? Um, to be honest, I think I only just learned how to skate properly. Yeah. And I got like three grades. I think I just started to do some jumps, and then I realised that it really wasn't very. It wasn't for you. No, it wasn't. The glitter. Yeah. The spandex. Yeah. Well, there's none of that, luckily. It's no? just, um, well, there's not much to do on the Isle of Wight. There's an ice rink, so we yeah. just used to send kids there. It's just, just, it's just ice and dinosaurs over there. It's pretty much, <laughs> pretty much it, yeah. <laughs> hence, hence what you left, I imagine. Uh, did the Isle of Wight used to be part of uh, the Solent and the kind of uh, near Portsmouth? Did that used to be part of actual England itself? Yeah, it was all connected at one point. I think about 7,000 years ago. The, um, Is that all? 7,000? Something like that. Mm. Um, these dates might be completely wrong. I might have just pulled them out of thin air. <laughs> yeah. you know, but, um, right there's, there's a bit of chalk that goes right through the middle of the Isle of Wight. Anyway. That, right. that used to join up with... Um, uh, the Dorset coast. Oh, right. so if you if you if you're on the Isle of Wight, it's a clear day. You can actually see the, the cliffs of Dorset. No, oh. um, 
but they used to be joined up and then it like, broke through I think it was about 7,000 years ago something like that maybe yeah. 10,000 fascinating um, Isle of Wight history then well there you go <laughs> it's the geology it's um I think it's amazing. I think it's amazing as well. Um, we're going to play a song. I've completely forgotten what song we were going to play. But uh, I promise it is a good one. Uh, no, it's, it's the One Day Like This. There we go. One Day Like This, the song that has been in my head uh, that, I, that I accidentally mistook for um, the loneliness of a tower crane driver. So I'm afraid it's going to be more elbow. But it's a nice, uplifting, cheerful one. Uh, so uh, for your listening pleasure, here we go.
So, uh, we, I mean, we're coming to the end of uh, of our 55-minute allotted slot. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed it, Jason. Have you enjoyed it? I really have, yeah. Yeah, good. I'm glad I came. Well, I mean, you, you can now... Uh, your name is now sort of on the list as uh, as, as an irregular guest of ours. So, uh, you know, any time you fancy coming along, really. Yeah. Feel free. Next time I'm not hungover. The door's always open, uh, that sort of thing. Um, I wanted to mention that we have a... There is a popcorn comedy going on this evening with... Um, Totally Tom, uh, down from London, and Local Boys Sanity Valve, who are sort of uh, hip-hop comedy type stuff, um, and uh, and the usual sort of set of uh, lots of films and all that sort of stuff. So if you want to come along to that... I'll be there. Yeah, I'll be there. You'll be there. Mm-hmm. Lots of people will be there. Like, I mean, guests from last uh, from two weeks ago, Jimmy and Jules, they're going to be there. Uh, fun, fun, fun all around. <laughs> there we go. Um, we're going to finish um, with a song. We're going to finish with a, a song that I've managed to find, which is exactly one minute long, which I think is quite uh, quite astounding. And it's uh, it's that's why the White Stripes are so good. They've got a couple of these tunes, which is just one minute long. But uh, anyway, you've been listening to Radio Reverb 97.2, Burden of Proof. Thanks for listening and uh, and join us again next week. <laughs>